Hello and welcome to Keeping Up With The Windsors. It's Michelle Thole here, one of your hosts. I thought I'd put a little precursor in before you start listening to today's episode because this is a two-parter. So if you haven't um, listened and you want to listen to part one, then head on over and listen to that now. But today's episode is going to be finishing off what Rachel and I think about the Oprah Winfrey interview with Meghan and Harry. And we talk about titles, juicy topic. And we also talk about The Little Mermaid and Archie's Chicken Inn. So I hope you really enjoy the episode. Thank you so much for being here. Catch us over on Instagram, keeping up with the Windsor's pod. And let's get on with the show. Grand fanfare welcome to our podcast, Keeping Up With The Windsors, dedicated to the royal family. Each episode will be crowned to the rafters with opinions, news and commentary on the comings and goings of the family of Windsor. With your hosts and royal fangirls, Rachel Andrews and Michelle Thole. So grab yourself a cuppa, straighten up your tiara, shine your knighthood, round up your corgis and and let's let's keep up with the the Windsors. Let's talk titles. Let's talk about security. This was a big topic brought up in the interview. Specifically, Megan speaks about the George V patent changed in 1917, which made the grandsons of the reigning monarch princes. The Queen changed the letter patent again in 2012 to include Princess Charlotte because women were not included in the patent. Therefore, Charlotte would be Lady Charlotte. She wouldn't be Princess Charlotte. And that's what the change was in 2012. Now, Meghan did bring up, they were going to change the patent again to to strip Archie of his right to become prince when Prince Charles becomes king because automatically the grandsons and granddaughters now with the 2012 patent automatically become HRH. And obviously now they're having a girl, yay. When Prince Charles becomes king, she will then become princess if they decide to take on those um, titles. Because the princess royal, she doesn't have titles for her son and daughter. And I think the whole thing with the titles was what Meghan was alluding to. Why doesn't Archie have a title? Because if he had that prince title then they would get security for him. And now, obviously, the security was a big, big issue within the interview. And we want to touch upon this because the security thing for me, I felt, especially when Oprah was interviewing Harry, was he said his security was stripped from him. Now, at that time, they were living in Canada. There was a big thing within the media with the British people saying, well, hang on, he's living in another country. We're not paying for their security. When they moved to America, the same thing, because we, as the British taxpayer, pay for their security. It's not the royal family, which Oprah said. And I was, and when she said that, I was like, no, hang on a minute. When they were talking about security, they were saying the royal, she said the royal family paid for the security. The royal family does not. That money comes from the taxpayer. So why would the British taxpayer pay for Prince Harry's security, Archie's security, Meghan's security, when they're living in Canada or America? It just doesn't make sense. Why would we do that? If they were living in this country, obviously we would still be paying for Mm. their security. 
Um, there was, I think there's a bit of discrepancy, isn't there, between the security being taken away. And the first thing is Megan, rightly so, said, I would like Archie to have security because he's got the racial aspect to the tabloids and, and what, you know, the how it was directed at them and not to the other members of the family. And she actually mentioned it, that it was inciting hatred. And so that added pressure and that added, like she even said about death threats, Megan just wanted her family safe. Now, when they moved to Canada, from my understanding, they did have some security but that's because they were still in I want to say divorce proceedings but they were still in talks with dropping down from their seriority within the family their security got taken away when they were no longer senior royals there's that point to make but there's also the other point to make that Megan said if Archie was a prince then he would get security but by the patterns, and we've gone through the patterns just now, he's only going to get that once Prince Charles becomes king. So it's a, a real gray area because there was two points she made. First, my son needs security. And as a family, you should be providing that. And whether they would have done that privately out of their own purse, fine. But the institution cannot justify a taxpayers' money going to somebody who's not a senior royal or um, a person who has the HRH staff, you know, again, rules, regulations, keeping within the box, right? But then the, the other side of this was Megan was saying, well, make him prince then. And they said, well, we can't make him prince. And she, she then alluded to the idea they were going to change the pattern. So when Prince Charles comes into reigning, um, it's awful to say that, isn't it? Because the queen has to die for that to happen. But um but I hate saying it. I'm like, shake it off, shake it off. <laughs> um, that they were going to change that. Obviously, it hasn't happened. Um, no patterns have been changed. So again, we're just taking Megan's word for it at this point. But there's a lot of nuances, a lot of layers that come to this um, security. And I think it's also one of the main reasons that Harry and Megan decided to split because they needed to keep themselves safe. But I do agree that, of course, the taxpayer is not going to pay for Harry, even though he's the prince, if he's not a senior royal. He said in the interview, I was born into this. I was born into the institution. They should support me. Yes, but they can only support you as far as the taxpayer has their rules and regulations to what security actually means. Because it's expensive. It's really expensive. Yeah. And guess what? These people are rich. They're not beggars. They're not, they're, not, they're not on minimum wage, are they? They've got money in the bank to pay for their own security. So my argument here isn't that he shouldn't have security. It's that don't moan about going down a peg in the royal status and the privilege that is bestowed upon you as a member of the senior royal is that you get security and then all of a sudden that perk gets taken away it's like going to work and having a perk like gym membership and then you no longer work for the company and you're asking where your gym membership is but you don't work there anymore so why would you get the gym membership I know that's obviously very condensed and reduced into um, a gym membership analogy but it makes sense to me that he if he wants security for his family then it's time to pay up out of his own purse yeah 
And I think that was the point when, um, as well, Harry said that he had been cut off financially in the first quarter of 2020. Um, Now, he said the only, my only concern was the security of my family. So the money that he had to pay for the security to protect his family. Now, (laughs) this made me cringe a bit because I was like, hang on a minute. You've been cut off financially. You're a millionaire. You've been left an inheritance by your mother, by your great-grandmother, the queen mother. He was left an inheritance by her. So why couldn't you pay? Why can't you pay for security out of your own pocket? You moved to America. You're living in this multi-million dollar mansion. So why don't you just get a smaller house? This That just did not sit well with me because it felt like he was complaining of the fact that he'd been cut off. Well, go and get a job. And that's why he said the Netflix deal, the Spotify deal was never part of the plan because he was basically alluding to the fact that he needed something to bring in the money so he could afford the security for the family. That just didn't sit well with me. Um, Harry did also say that um, he wanted to take a step down and him and Meghan decided that they didn't want to completely divorce of the institution or the family. The idea was to have more of a mid-level um position i'm guessing he didn't say family members but i'm guessing something like princess eugenie and princess beatrice in the sense that they still get the perks of being hrh it's more of a, a balance the problem there is princess eugenie princess beatrice both have jobs um but they are out there doing things so Actually, the life that Harry has now with his Netflix deals and his Spotify, but it would be a mute point. He would have to have got a job anyway because that security would have been taken away. Yeah. Regardless of whether he was living in Windsor in in the in the lodge or not. Yeah, and I think for Harry to say that, you know, like you just said, he wanted they wanted to step back and become lesser royals as such. How could he have done that? Because Say, for instance, Princess Eugenie, she's, like you say, she works, but she's not on the same level as Prince Harry. This is Prince Harry's job. Prince Harry's job is to be a senior member of the royal family. You can't step back from that. What else? What are you going to do? Um, in the same vein as stepping back, he also mentioned that the, the family, um, the Queen, Prince Charles, Prince William, are all trapped in the institution. And actually, he has, and we're going to, I kind of feel like we need to put this segment as privilege. And this is where I, I get a little bit crunchy with it because he is privileged. In him coming out of the royal family, that is his privilege because guess what? That doesn't mean he's a traitor or he's abdicating because he's not in line anymore. He's the sixth in line. So there is a a softness in his decision. Whereas if Prince William decided to get out of the matrix, then it would mean so much more because he was in line. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense what I'm saying, Rach? Yeah. In that sense, William is trapped. And maybe he's watched this interview and thinking, yeah, I'm trapped. I would love to do what you've done. I would love to get away. I, I would love to live a normal quotation mark life with my wife and my three children. And the chickens. And the, and the chickens. 
<laughs> we'll come to the chickens in a second. I'm. I will. <laughs> um, for those of you listening right now, and here's a little tiny bit of silence. Uh, Rachel's laughing. <laughs> the chickens. Uh, she can't get over the, the fact chickens they have chickens. Just got me. Um, so yeah, so he would probably love that for his family, like especially his kids. Like, who would want that life for their children to be under constant scrutiny? Harry is lucky in that sense that he did get out because Archie and his, you know, his daughter when she's born are not going to have the same life that George, Charlotte, and Louis have. Um, something that reeks, <laughs> reeks throughout the whole of this interview is. Harry and Meghan are describing a toxic business. And they, would, they talked about the family business, didn't they? It seems like a toxic working environment. The fact that when she went to HR, they said, we can't help you. You don't even work here. You're not, a, you're not on the payroll. Because it's a duty. It's not something you get paid for. So where do they turn from that? And this is the reason why I did change my stance with some of the, I don't want to say negativity I felt towards them, but just like, oh, why are you going on Oprah? Why are you airing your, your dirty laundry everywhere? But actually, they didn't have anywhere else to go. And this was their platform. This was their time to speak and have their voice. They need support from the family to actually stop stop the press in some way. And like Harry said, he said, I wrote a letter. He, he asked as a boyfriend, he asked as a husband, he asked as a father. And three times is way too much. How many times can you ask? How many times can you be completely ignored? I don't blame them at all for what they've done. I think it was the most bravest and survivalist thing they could have done. He's basically Bear grills. <laughs> <laughs> Apart from the in roadkill, um, he 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 did what was best for his family. Yeah, I definitely think after this, there needs to be. I mean, yeah, HR needs to get involved somehow, doesn't it? That have an over overview and overhaul as such. What is the truth? What is the truth? The fact is, the 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 royal family didn't step up as family members because they're stuck within the institutional duty of the role. So there was there was that a lot of reaching out and not being given support. Now we the taxpayer we are supporting the monarchy. We should demand that they have better working environment for them to be serving us. How we go about that, I have no clue. <laughs> I have no clue, but I am it's, it's as if I wanted to go through a reform the, the one thing I would say about that is we don't just have the institution or whatever that represents. We have these senior advisors. Who are these senior advisors? Because there's so many rules and regulations. They need to start unpeeling this and get with 2021. So I feel like we've spoken about a lot of the main topics. We've spoken about the institution versus the family a lot. We spoke of race, mental health, the, the titles. We spoke about security. We've touched briefly on um, being financially cut off from the royal family. We've spoken about the Matrix. We've spoken about Bear grills, right? Let's talk about some of the things that we found funny <laughs> about the interview or 
didn't match up or were like little snippets that don't, don't really make massive big points in regards to those subjects we've spoken about, but still we'd love to talk about. So this is our like fangirling um, section. So what, what do you think, Rachel? Megan said about when she met the Queen for the first time, they was going to Royal Lodge for lunch, um, which is the home of Prince Andrew and Sarah Bergson. And in the car, Harry said, oh, my grandmother's going to be there. She's like, oh, great. I'm going to meet your grandmother. You know, I love grandmothers. And then he said, do you know how to curtsy? What do you mean? It's your grandmother. And he was said, no, it's the queen. And she said, oh, that's when the penny dropped. And I've just got this picture of Sarah Ferguson standing outside Royal Lodge teaching Meghan Markle how to curtsy. Now, I'm sorry, you're meeting the Queen. You didn't think you'd have to curtsy. Are you joking? <laughs> and she was like, well, I'm American. I didn't think it was, you know, this thing. There's pictures of you as a teenager standing outside Buckingham Palace. Like, come on, girl. I didn't, I didn't know anything about Harry. I, I didn't Google him or anything. There's reports of when you first met from friends saying that you Googled him. Like, get your facts straight. Can I just say... How can you not? Number one, how can you go, oh, well, we're American. We don't really understand. Loads of Americans love the royals. But it's Prince Harry. How do you not want to look into his past and understand what type of person he is? I think that's a natural thing for a human being to be curious about the person who they want to spend the rest of their life with. I don't know. It just felt really weird that she would, that that is in her words what she did. Because every single woman I ever known in my life who is dating has done the Facebook stalk or the Google search or to have a look on LinkedIn at their working environment and who they're linked with and that type of thing. I don't believe it. It sounds dodgy. No. And also um, it came out that she was um, friends with Princess Eugenie before she met Harry. So how, again, does she not know what, you know, she's saying she didn't know much about the royal family. Well, surely if you're friends with one of the royals, you're going to know more about the royal family because you actually know yeah. someone that's in that family. To me, I was just like, this doesn't make sense. They seem to email each other a lot. Have you? Did you notice that? I <laughs> sent an email or I wrote a letter. Um, how much le- letterhead paper have they got? Like, wouldn't it just be better to walk down the the corridor and just speak to them like uh, or or call them I I'm you know it it seemed quite I wrote a letter to this person and I emailed this person I'm like does anyone talk face to face in this family (laughs) like what is going on I mean I'm even expecting owl post at this point (laughs) (laughs) the one thing I will say that I did like is the fact that she said the queen has always been nice to her she's always been wonderful she gifted her a pearl necklace and earrings when they went on one of their first occasions together. I love that Oprah asked her about that. She was like, can I ask, what did she give you? I was like, yes, Oprah, we were all asking that same question. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so I I liked that, um, that she said that. But yeah, the whole thing about the curtsy and she was like, well, I just thought that was what you did when you're in public. I'm like, no, come on. (laughs) You, you you would have known. 
And that was another thing that came out um, that basically she she had to learn the national anthem herself because there wasn't someone that taught her to do that. Now, the moment that she got engaged, she would have been given an advisor that went through things like that. So again, to me, I was like, I don't believe you when you say you didn't, you know, you didn't have any help with any of that. I didn't, mm. I don't believe that. Mm. It's, um, it's quite interesting that an institution, we say the word, we'll pro- you do a drinking game with this podcast. How many times you say the word institution? <laughs> um, the institution is, who is so connected to rules and respectfulness towards other people. And like, the, for instance, when Prince William and Catherine went to Pakistan, they had specific colours that they wore. And also when, um, when Meghan... Um, and Harry went to Scotland. Um, I think Meghan was wearing a certain tartan that was connected to that specific place in Scotland. Every detail is thought through. So the fact that she was never given the the you know the national anthem can only be her word against our speculation, I guess. But it just doesn't seem right that the brand of the royals would be so unorganized. Yeah. Now, what what made me laugh was what we talked about earlier was the chickens. Let's talk about the why, chickens. Why? Who decided? Who on Oprah's team decided? Oh yeah, we think at this point it's going to be really good for you to go into the chicken coop yeah. and for you to do a bit of the interview in there. What was that all about? Let me tell you something. When Princess Anne came to my school to open the library. There was not one crisp packet about the whole of the school. They went round with like these litter duster things. I've never seen that school so clean in all my life. I bet you any money that chicken coop was the cleanest chicken coop you've ever seen in your (laughs) life. There wasn't one bit of chicken poop on that floor. I bet you any money. They were like, Oprah's coming, but guess what? It's Meghan and Harry's. We're going to make sure this looks beautiful. Yeah. Can you believe it? and let's just um, take note of the uh, Little Mermaid reference. Oh, who watches a, who watches the Little Mermaid as an adult? Uh, I do. Um, me? I got <laughs> bitch slapped by Megan. I can't believe it. I was like, I can't believe she has literally just called me out. I I would like to confess here and now, I am an adult that watches Disney. I am an adult that watches the Little Mermaid, and I'm proud. I'm proud of it. Yeah, I'm proud. It's- it's probably one of my favorite Disney films, The Little yeah. Mermaid. Yeah. Like, if it's on TV, of course I'm going to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? she, I think the words were, what adult watches? I was like, me! I do! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this girl over here! <laughs> and it was, that, it was that bit when she was like, and I was watching it, and I said, oh my God, um, the, the princess loses her voice. But then she gets it back. And I was like, oh, come on. This is where, like, the actress bit comes in, I think, with her sometimes. Yeah. I, well, actually, I think she's very versed in PR. And those little sound bites are just fantastic, aren't they? Especially in a TV show. To be honest, I, I don't hold anything against Megan for those little sound bites. Because if you're trained in that way, you are going to have that mindset. Um but it was a bit contrived. I have to say, I'm like, oh, goodness me, is she really saying <laughs> about the little mermaid? Well, first of all, I was like, I 
got my backup because she basically called me out. And then secondly, it did feel a little bit Hollywood. Let's put it that way. <laughs> but I think that's because we're British and that might just be, again, you know, just a bit yeah. weird for us to hear those types of things. Um, it was lovely to see Archie on the beach mm. with his mum and dad. That was lovely to see. It was interesting that they pointed out this is not our house because they mentioned so much about them being in Canada and having their their house being like the location and the address being given out. I think they said the Daily Mail. So I think they wanted to make a point that we are not allowing you in. And that's probably the reason why they're like, you're not allowed into our house. But yeah. You go into our stinky chicken shed. <laughs> that's what I think. Can I also say on the record, I'm putting this on the podcast record right now. I love chickens. <laughs> I'm a vegetarian. And I completely agree with the fact that you should rescue animals from kill shelters. We don't have kill shelters here. We call them, um, what do we call them? Dog homes. <laughs> we don't call them kill shelters. It sounds weird. Um, you should always buy an animal from a dog home versus a breeder. I love Megan for that. I love the fact that they... Harry mentioned the dogs about six million times. I love it. I'm here for it. Loving the animals. And I would love to give anything to be that chicken in the chicken shed. <laughs> <laughs> a day in the life of a chicken in Archie's chicken coop. Archie's chicken. That's what it was called. Archie's yeah, chicken. Archie's chicken. Yeah, there was a sign on the top there. Yeah. That was really funny. So, what did you think? Obviously, quite heavy topics discussed. This is not going to be the regular content. Um, going forward, obviously, we'll be talking about what's happening in the daily lives of the other members of the royal family. There's no doubt that the family members will carry on. Um, as we said earlier, today is Tuesday, and already Prince Charles has been on an engagement this afternoon. So it's that mentality of keep calm and carry on. It's very British. You can follow us on Instagram at Keeping Up With The Windsors Pod. We'd love for you to follow us and to listen along on a weekly basis. Yeah, so stay tuned because we will keep you up to date with all things royal in episode three. Thank you so much for being here and we'll see you next week. Bye.